Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of 48 Minutes brought to you by 48 minutesnetworkcom As always, I am Tim Daniel. I'm joined by a couple buddies of mine this week uh, with Nate Walrath and Donnie Menke coming on. Both have been on the network a few times before. Both have been on the show a few times before. And we kind of catch up on the finals. Uh, we talk about Brooklyn's big deal today and we have some draft talk. Um, first, guess what I'm going to do? That's right. This is time to talk about review time. So... If you are listening to this on your podcast service of choice, whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, be really awesome if you could take some time to give us a nice review. Uh, I know Spotify doesn't really do reviews, but if you want to subscribe to us there, that'd be awesome and kind of give us a hit every time we have a new episode. We'd be greatly appreciated. We're working really hard getting into the off season, so any five-star reviews to help us get our name out there are greatly appreciated because we love doing these shows and we love putting content out for you all. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to get to the show now. Everyone enjoy. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we done it with punishment. Youngies is confident, but they hear what we coming with. Others in love with the front of this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. You wanna get this, you wanna get this, you wanna get this. What's up, guys? Thanks up, for being Tim? my guest. What's going on? Forty-eight minutes. Yeah, Happy to be here, man. I know. It's nice. I think I've seen you like fourteen times this week. That's that's sounds yeah. accurate. Yeah. And then, Appreciate you helping me produce. Absolutely, man. I was I had a lot of fun. So Nate and I did an interview with Samaje Christian, formerly of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Xavier Musketeer. And then uh, Donnie, I haven't seen you in like a week. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's weird. When was the last time? Last Friday. Oh, right. We went to Fridays. That's right. Friday on Fridays. It was awesome. It was delicious. Yeah. Spent a lot of money. All right, dude. So I wanted to bring you guys here because I wanted to talk the finals. Um, We just had game three last night. Toronto is now taking a 2-1 lead. Steph Curry literally now understands LeBron James went through a year before where he was like, I play this good and I still lose. And, you know, another crazy game from Kawhi, another Pascal Siakam game. Danny Green puts up numbers. Kyle Lowry plays decent. Um, Serge Ibaka returned. What is it going to take for us to get Jody Meeks to get some minutes in this series? Am I right? No? Just me? Okay. <laughs> the Raptors are going to have to be up another 10 points at right. the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone tweet today. They're like, talking about Jeremy Lin getting minutes. And I was like, he got minutes when the game was over. And I think yeah. he played like less than a minute. Yeah, he took less shots than Jacob Evans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jacob Evans did get some time, didn't he? Yeah, he shot like every time he touched the ball. Of course he did. (laughs) Guys, I can play, I promise. See? He was over, so we'll see. He's the guy in the rec league that like, that you like go to the church like on Sundays. Like, just give me the ball. I got this. He played one minute, three shots. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's magnificent. He didn't do that in the second half against Nevada. Ayo. So, let's talk about where you guys are at right now. So, obviously, you know to see someone be up two on in Golden State's pretty nuts. Uh, what do you what do you what do you think everything's at right now? I think this is the first time since Kyrie hit the three pointer in Game Seven, twenty sixteen, that I think the Warriors are actually going to lose the title. And that was because that was like with a minute to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't believe that was going to happen until it happened. But this one, it just feels like. Clay, who knows if he'll be fully healthy. Kevon Looney's pretty important to what they do, apparently. I didn't realize how important he was. Yeah, you don't say. And KD's out game four, so I don't know, man. If they're going to be this decimated the rest of the way, I don't just don't see it. It's so funny because Windhorse made a point the other day. It was on Windhorse Pod. It was one of the people he had with him. And you know you don't think about it because when you think about the Warriors, you're like, okay, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, J. Matt Green, Boogie Cousins, Andre Godala. And then you're like, oh, there is a steep decline after that. And Yeah. You know, like, they made a point, like, really? When the situation they're in where they are depleted and injured, they don't have that many good players at this point. Yeah, their reserves are garbage. Yeah. Like, Jordan like, Bell's not even really playable at this point. 
Jordan Bell. He's a mess on defense. Jure- they're playing like Jarebko, like strong minutes. Just, I was ready to cut him mid-game. <laughs> he can't switch out on the guards. Oh, my God. Dude, he, McKinney would not be in any other team's playoff rotation. Yeah. But like, Sean Livingston is shot. Like, I think yeah, he's, he's done. done. Like, he's, yeah, his, his whole body must just be given out on him because he just looks like he lost a step. Even Boogie didn't look good. Like No. Boogie looked good in game two, yeah, but, but that was like in spurts. Yeah. The numbers look good, but really when you go back and watch the game, like there was a spurt there where he was awesome. And then I think he controlled right, traffic sorry. for a second. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he, but he's so he's so limited athletically right now. And I think that's where like Kevon Looney helps too, because you can. They're two different kinds of players, so you can mess with the yeah. the defense. Yeah, they definitely miss Looney. Looney's can't switch out onto him. Uh, or sorry, he can switch out onto the guards. Um, Boogie cannot. Boogie cannot. He can't. Yeah. He can't even jump over a phone book right now. You expect no. him to guard Kyle Lowry or Danny Green on the perimeter? Even Marcus All. Right. I mean, so there was another stat that was said yesterday. So when Marcus All has scored ten or more points in this playoffs, the Raptors are six and one. Jeez. That's it what tells was that you, loss. <laughs> uh, I think it was one of the games in the Milwaukee series. Yeah, because I don't wow. think he had ten points a game too. But <clears throat> really it seems like everything's kind of clicking for Toronto. Where if someone's having a bad game, there's someone there to step up. Um, we saw, obviously saw that in game one. Um, when Kawhi was really just getting to the line, that's how he was getting the shots. But Pascal played really well. Yeah, was it four for, 14 for 17? From yeah, the it was field? insane. It was what yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. That was just remarkable. Um, how about Fred Van Vliet, though? Yeah, huge. Cut. Kyle Lowry had the line of the night in the post-game interview. And he said, Freddie had that baby, and he's been hooping since. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not. Uh, apparently, I was listening to the Windhorse podcast uh, on the way here. Um, he's been at, at timeouts. He's been getting his thumb wrapped up. Yeah. Like, And they're cutting off the circulation. And Wendy said that it's getting purple, and then they're releasing it to kind of reduce swelling. And Ooh. So he, he doesn't know if he needs surgery this offseason or what. But that's – I don't know how – that's tough to keep shooting and – Crazy. He had a couple ridiculous threes last night. Like the one at the end where he just hit it as the shot clock expired, just all the momentum went back to Toronto and it looked like Golden State was starting to rally a little bit. I think the Danny Green three was my favorite though. Yes. That was ridiculous. Yes. That, that one was ridiculous too. Speaking of Danny Green, um <laughs> forty seven to ninety one from deep in fifteen games in NBA finals um experience. 2013 finals, he was 27-49. Yeah, 2013-2014, he was 9-20. In 2019, he's been 11-22 so far. Nate's got receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that was paper that you heard that Nate had to <laughs> give that stat. Yeah, like... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, especially because he was really bad in the Eastern Conference Finals. He was. I think he averaged three points a game in the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. <laughs> Brogdon is a really bad matchup for him, but who do the Warriors have to match up with him right now? Right. About, He's yeah, just running free. Apparently it was Shaq giving him that advice to, to leave it. Yeah. He said, yeah, I've, so I didn't really, was never a shooter, but I've, I play with enough shooters, and all the ones that left it up there on fall through, was, those were the guys that made it. He started, what, 6 of 8 from 3 last night? It was ridiculous. Everyone that went up. I was surprised when he started missing. I was just so used to it going <laughs> down. His, yeah, it's quick. Quick trigger. It looks like he's barely. It looks like he's just barely flicking it. Just letting it go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had some wide open in transition. He's got like too. a Ray Allen quick release, yeah. just like catch and shoot, catch and shoot. In transition, that's deadly because nobody can get to. You oh yeah, especially right yeah. now, like you said, like is Alfonso McKinney gonna stop their transition offense? Quinn Cook gonna do it? Right. And I, I love Steph. I think he's an underrated defender, but he's not getting out there to to put much pressure on that. Yeah, he's been a plus defender for majority of his career, yeah. and people are like, he plays defense from time to time, like. I don't, I mean, he has missed, he's taken advantage of because of his size, but. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi did yesterday. He oh, did for sure. Night. He just, he just left hand layup right LeBron on. LeBron was pretty open that, like, in the finals when they were playing each other, he tried to post him up any chance he got, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. You're 6'9 and giant and very muscular, so. And I think a couple other reasons, too, for that. One, if the lineup is Steph, Clay, Iggy, Durant, and Dre, who are you going to try to target on defense? Right. You're going to try to target Steph. And you need to make Steph tired. You need to wear him out. Because even if he's tired, he's going to hit some ridiculous shots, but there's less chance of going in. There was that one last night. I think it was in the second quarter. It was like he just kind of like chucked it. And it was like really high arch. 
and just like dropped him. Like you know, oh, it was yeah. like I remember, yeah. McKinney had one too, where he shot it like from above his head, like right here, and it went in. And it was like yeah. Oh yeah, Kyle Lowry was impressive last night, especially that three he pulled in Sean Livingston's face, like right on the yeah. wing. Like, he yeah, he did he did he caught it and just ripped it. I was like, what? This is a different Kyle Lowry yeah. last night than I'm used to seeing. Yeah, because game two he was awful. Like we were at Bunbury and we were like, look at the numbers. We're like, oh my god. Yeah. He was he was not good. watching it. It was worse. <laughs> yeah, and then now I see these games. It's like it seems like what's really impressive about Toronto is like everyone that gets in is doing something. So, exactly. I mean, I know Patrick McCall only played two minutes last night, but literally. Actually, he was a minus five, so let's let's scratch him <laughs> from it. But he had a good assist. Like he was helping that transition offense, moving the ball around. Yeah. For his two minutes. Yeah. And like, I think that was more or less. Nick Nurse was probably just giving Van Vliet and Lowry a breather. Yeah, and I think part of it too, he's gotten better at moving the ball. Like he played for Golden State, obviously. Right. But then Steve Kerr said that Toronto is probably the best passing team they faced in their run. So he's playing for two of the best passing teams in the NBA. You're gonna get good at it. Yeah, and then. Serge Ibaka's 6-5-6 line. That was ridiculous. He had a couple minutes. that were missed goal tens, but still, seeing him get up there yep. and get that was impressive. Speaking of Samaj, it's just funny uh, talking to the guy that's played with him before. He was saying that he was that guy every day in OKC, and kind of once he got paid, he started stepping out and shooting more and kind of <laughs> got away from being a blocker, but it looked like he was back in full force last night. Oh yeah, he was ridiculous. That transition block on uh, was it Van Vliet the second transition block in a row he had. Well, Van Vliet to yeah, his but, team. Yeah, what or, are you? Sh- <laughs> 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 that would be an NBA Finals. Can we scratch moment. that? Can we just erase I, that? I, 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 <laughs> we all do it. Don't worry. Danny Green's chase down block was nice. That's oh that, my god, that was sweet. Those were on Cook, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got the small point guards mixed. <laughs> I do it all the time. Don't That's worry about funny. It. Um, I swear I watched the game. <laughs> well, what was interesting was like it seems like the more this series has gone on, and everyone played three games, Toronto's bench is getting shorter and shorter. So, Which you know, probably what needed to happen. Abaka played twenty-one minutes last night. The second most minutes from the bench was Norman Powell, six minutes. All right. That sounds about. I like Abaka. Uh, Abaka playing about that. Like any more? Yeah. Just let him go yeah. all out for twenty minutes or so, and that's going to be his biggest impact. If. KD comes back though. If, if KD comes back, it's an entirely different ball right. Game. You're probably like, you're like at that point. If KD comes back, not that they're the same talent, skill level, or anything, but just to have that body, you probably need OG and Obi back. Like just, yeah. you probably have you're like, hey, you healthy to play yet? No, there you are. I think he's a healthy scratch these last. Yeah, he's been a healthy scratch. Yeah. Like they're probably saving him for in case KD does come back. What if Siakam so goes to the center? To That's also a strong possibility. I mean, really? Because if, if they're gonna, if the death lineup comes in, yeah, Siakam at center. Have a defensive lineup of Lowry, Green, because Van Vliet, Anuobi, and Van Siakam. Bl- that's sick. I, I would, yeah. That's sick. You're <laughs> not even counting Mark Gasol, who's a former defensive player. Of the right, year. Fred's been playing well. You just, you have to, yeah, yeah. Find a way. To, but so is Danny Green. So I don't know how you. Well, the thing uh, that's gonna be interesting, I like, at the end of this finals, is people are gonna look at what Van Vliet's done in these two series, and you know we're gonna start hearing like the. How many point guards start is he better than? And he probably is better than a handful of them. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe a few. Yeah, I don't Maybe a few. Right. Maybe. Like, I'm not saying maybe. he's better. I'm not saying he's, like, upper echelon. No, but, yeah. But there's, the Atlantic, like. is he going to start over? Like, in the Atlantic alone, you've got Lowry. I guess Kyrie's. DJ Augustine. Orlando's in the Atlantic. Oh, man. DJ Augustine, I don't know how okay, she <laughs> you, let him you go. Got the, well, got the Knicks. He'd start on the Knicks, yeah. but uh, the other four teams he's not starting on. Fair. fair. No, the Orlando's not in the Atlantic. I don't know where I'm at today. Yeah, I don't We're know. We're all gone. <laughs> I, I, don't know, yeah, I don't know who he starts. I don't know if he's better than any starters. I don't know. You'd have to tell me. Maybe DJ Augustine. Yeah. Maybe. That's just, probably about it. Whoever's yeah. in Phoenix. Yeah, like. Probably Chris Dunn. I was going to say, he's definitely better than Chris Dunn. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> Bulls fan. Yeah, I can tell you very much how much he's better than Chris Dunn. But even like Reggie Jackson or Fred Van Vliet, like yeah, I'll probably take Van Vliet just because yeah. the contract situation. I'm not, there. yeah, especially with the money that Reggie gets. Yeah, Reg, Reggie's just not efficient. I could definitely say he was better than like any of the guys Indiana had starting this year. Darren Collison, who was oh, just God, awful yeah. in the playoffs. Darren Collison. So I went to Game Three of the Celtics series. I haven't told you this. I know I've told you this. Yeah. Um, and like it looked like he was trying to have the Pacers lose that game. Like there was times where I'm like. He would like do that thing where he'd like run into the paint 
and then he'd slowly back up and try to reset the offense. And I'm like, I mean, the Pacers were doomed already when Wesley Matthews, who you're depending on to get your offense, but like nope. he wasn't nope. helping. But yeah, like so Van Vliet's that's gonna be the conversation now for Van Vliet is people are gonna be like, Well, could he start here, here, and here? And I'm like, No. Yeah. Also, yeah. like I don't know if that's like a good idea for him either. Yeah, no, I think he's best in that role where he can sell out for that what, sixteen minutes. Microwave. A day. Yeah. Played thirty three last night. Jeez. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's starter minutes. Yeah, that's well, who else is well, there was probably uh what was it? Lowry's in foul trouble for most of the finals right now. Yeah. So that that fact, he had three fouls in the first half. You guys listen to the pull-up podcast? I didn't today. I think you're talking about Lowry guarding uh, Steph for the first half, of kind of relieving, and then Kawhi letting him, like, relieving him of his duties in the second half, and CJ thinks he just put put his belly up on him and kind of wear him out for the first half, and I'm, I was like, Steph was six of fourteen from three. Yeah. Yep. And the amount of ridiculous threes he took were, I know. I mean, and he missed the easy ones, made the hard ones, it's felt like. Steph played hard, too. He was diving on the floor. He was He was getting rebounds. He yeah. was getting, yeah, he was he led the team in rebounds and assists. Yeah. And, like, but, yeah, like you said earlier, like, it seemed like it was kind of, it felt very LeBron-esque in the sense of, okay, I know I have to keep all these guys up for us to have a chance. And everyone was kind of, like, not really taking advantage of it. You know, like you said, Bogo would get a rebound. First thing he looked for. Steph would pass to him, and he would run around the screen. And I mean, Bogut and Draymond they would they would lock their eyes on Steph from the second they got the ball. And then like the defense knew that, like where else are you going with it? I mean, right. It was way too predictable. I mean, no one really, no one else was looking to. They they didn't really have anybody else to initiate offense though. Right, and I get that. Quinn Cook drove to the lane one time, and he just didn't look like he was supposed to be there. And I just remember he threw it right to the defense line. Yeah. Warriors yeah, that, fans were like comfortable that Clay was out in the sense of, well, we got Quinn Cook, and I'm like, you guys got Quinn Cook. Shit. He. He was their second best shooter, maybe last night. Right. Yeah. 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 That's not, that's a good not saying much with everybody that's out. No, happened. exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. That was not ideal. What but, this tells us, if but I'm a quick. No, I'm a Quinn Cook fan. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like Quinn Cook. This is. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to. I think he's sure. a solid backup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what KD's this, best friend. <laughs> what this tells us is, if this thing really happened, where they were both Clay and Kevin Durant really left, that the Golden State era would be over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they can survive without Durant. Durant just makes it like, oh yeah, you guys are definitely gonna win. But think, losing Clay, he's their by far their best perimeter defender. He's one of the best in the NBA. Then on top of that, he's probably the second best shooter of all time. You just who else is going to give you that combo? Like, I th- yeah, I think we're at the point though where we can end this. Are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? Thing right? Like we're done with this? No, they're not better without him. I'm gonna start tagging people. Yeah. <laughs> All these. I think that was a dumb conversation to have. You know, it was because like they better ball movement. They swept Portland. <laughs> they beat Houston. And everyone's like, oh, I'm like, they were going to beat them anyway. Yeah. The like, Warriors, the f- people forget that this core won 73 games in 2016. Like, yeah. And we're within one win of the title. I mean, just because there's more of a chance that they lose? I, I don't know. It's it's just weird. But that was a conversation. You... Yeah. No, I don't mean they're... They're definitely not better without KD. No. Yeah. It's just so. He's, he's a, is he their second or I mean maybe third best defender? They're, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's and Draymond's one of the best in the NBA. Still. Yeah. It's now that fair. he's lost all that weight. <laughs> oh God, I know. I need to figure out what he's doing. Right. I wish I could lose that much at once. Was it twenty five pounds and like? Is he, he ketoing it? I hope not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically built for a quick weight loss. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to game four real quick. So we know Clay Thompson's coming back. That's what we know. We know Kevin Durant's out. Yeah. Kevin Looney may be back. I don't understand how the dude can, like, yeah. have a collarbone injury. And then, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, nah, it's cool. I guess they misdiagnosed it is what they're thinking. But it was... This I don't the Sixers. what's happening with it. Yeah. Warriors, the Sixers are the Mr. Mis- misdiagnosis. Like Sixers really are the Warriors of the East. <laughs> yeah, we were like... Oh, man, you know, Markel Fultz, he just has a little inflammation in his shoulder. He'll be fine. No, he needs to get a complete new operation on his shoulder. And it's like, what? You guys didn't see that? Yeah. Like. Maybe the Celtics did. They probably did. I mean, their doctors have been really good, so who knows? Yeah. That's probably what happened. Do you think Markel Fultz ever averages 10 points a game in the NBA? I'll say no, but I really hope so. 
<laughs> I like I love Markel. If okay. he gets his shoulder fixed, probably because there's that a reason he was, at now. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, there was a reason he was the consensus number one prospect in that draft, and it's right. such a strong class. Like he watching him in Washington, like he was good. He was unbelievable. There was things he would do, and like I could he was playing in the Pac-12, but there was I mean, things you would see where you're like, how did this not translate? Yeah, and the moves that he would put on defenders and transition and stuff, like he just it felt like his game was going to translate, and it's like, yeah, this injury is just not good. Right. I mean, I did definitely think De'Aaron Fox was the second best point guard in that class I mean, behind he, him. I did too. I mean, he, yeah. we saw him against Lonzo and what, yeah. he, what he did to him. Both of them. You know, like, yeah, it was it was definitely surprising. They played two games, right? Yeah. Got him, got him both times. So there was one and one between uh, oh, De'Aaron one and, one. and Lonzo. Okay. I can't remember what it was with Mark Mar- Mar- and Lonzo, but they know they played twice because they're in the same conference. I think Fox gave him gave him buckets. Fox gave him buckets both yeah. times. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lonzo you... won the game in Rub. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you believe the rumors that some people in the Lakers wanted Fox, what would the Lakers have done this year? Would they have been better this year? Oh, without a doubt. Because Lonzo's defense, when he went out, that the defense just crashed. That and. Fox is a better score. Yes. They needed that other scoring punch, yeah. Yes, they did. And, I mean, you're never going to hear me say a bad thing about De'Aaron Fox here. De'Aaron Fox isn't as good of a defender as Lonzo, but he's still a pretty good defender. Yeah. People raved about Lonzo in the in the open court. I think De'Aaron is De'Aaron. I mean, he's probably Dude. the fastest player end-to-end in the league, maybe. And he's Him, s- Wall, super... Westbrook, like... Yeah, but yeah, I might take him. Yeah, and he's, I, I agree. Yeah, it's he's especially now that Wall tore his Achilles. Yeah, he probably lost it a little bit. I saw people comparing him, uh, John Morant to De'Aaron Fox, especially with their measurables. I was no, I was a little. I didn't really. I don't yeah. know if I. I don't I'm, know. I'm a no there. I because I was kind of. I've been asked that a lot. Like, what do you think John Morant's ceiling is? And I think I've said like a healthy in prime Derrick Rose is a possibility. Just like that quick up and down movement. Not can, the best yeah. shooter. He's a better shooter than Derrick Rose was. Right. But Derrick Rose was a lot bigger than Morant. Sure. This is why I said ceiling. I didn't yeah. say who he was. Right. Yeah, I mean, really. Because his floor very well could be, you know, like. I think at worst he's going to be that bench point guard who comes in and just distributes to all your bench shooters. Because he has really good feel for the game. He's an excellent passer. I think he'll be a really good NBA player. I really do. I, I still too. wouldn't take him before eighth in last year's draft, though. Last year's draft, no. But yeah. this year's draft, I mean, there's a reason he's yeah. going second. I, yeah, because this draft, I don't see anybody who's a surefire starter outside of Zion. For, like starter for, like year like, one? Like maybe year two even. But like I don't see anybody who fits like long-term. Maybe Barrett. But I see a lot of role guys in this class. I do too, especially in that. So Cam Reddish, what do you guys think about Cam Reddish? I don't like him. No. I actually do like him. I do like him too. I think he was just in a bad situation. I think he was, but still, I mean, those numbers are just ugly. Like, unguarded pull-ups and spot-ups, you should be shooting better than 40% if you're labeled as a shooter for unguarded. But you don't think it potentially could have been just, like, the way they had their transition offense run? I mean... He showed his flashes, and he's going to be a good defender. Like, that's going to translate. But if he's nothing on offense, like, I wouldn't take him before probably 20 at least. Huh. I've seen comparisons to, like, Rodney Hood with him. And I've seen that. I, I don't. I like his game. He can. I think he'll be able to shoot in the NBA. I do, too. I don't he want sh- the Bulls to his, take him. His but. shot, like, like his his technique and everything looks it's, looks good. I mean, it's not like he has a hit or anything. Right. I agree. Like, it, but, and Cam Reddish, the problem is his – finishing around the rim he was worse than stanley johnson when stan when they were both in college like that's 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 frightening like that's not something i want to spend a top 10 pick on like right. let I mean, it be sure. somebody else's yeah. problem i think he's, it's, a, it's definitely a risk with him too because he hasn't proved it in, i mean in, not in his one year at duke but i like his upside yeah i mean the florida state game he hit the game winner yeah. Mm-hmm. the louisville game he was the one that capped off the comeback mm-hmm. and yep. the florida state game they were without zion it was mm-hmm. him and RJ had to win the game. Yeah, but... you guys, you guys, you like Terrence Mann? Yeah, I think he'll. I don't know if he'll, he'll get drafted second round. It's gonna be interesting. It will be the second round. So I've been talking a lot about the second round in this year's draft because I think really this is the first year in a while where like everyone's kind of criticizing the first round and 
you know, there's maybe four guys in this draft, and I agree with that. But I think this year's second round value is actually pretty solid compared to like recent drafts. You know, you talk about like Dylan Windler from Belmont is a guy a lot of people really like right now, and he's kind of getting mock drafts in the first round again. Carson Edwards is a guy a lot of people think is going in the second round, who we've all seen. We all in this room have watched Shamori Pons play in person. He's going to yeah. go in the second round. Nikhil Alexander. Nikhil Alexander. You know, I mean, truthfully, the high school team of Darius Baisley, everything looks impressive. You're hearing good things out of the, out of the combines. Yep. So, I mean, it's a risk, but if I had to, if I was at 40, 41, and he's there, I'm, I might, I would definitely be thinking really hard about taking him there. If I'm the Sixers, I absolutely pull the trigger on him at 44. Yeah. Without a doubt. I kind of want the Bulls to take him at 37. What about Zach Hankins? <laughs> Take him at 54. <laughs> <laughs> Philly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Charlotte's got 52, and I've heard that they really like Eric Pascal there. I would. I would. Eric Pascal that late would be a steal. I think this. Really? I don't think a lot of people have him that high. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people really I, have No, him I meant like talent wise. Like, I think that he would be a really good pick at 52 relative to like, like other think, 52 picks. Do you think he has a better chance to make it in the league than. Actually, than Keelan Martin? Probably, yeah. He's a little. He's more athletic than him, for, so yeah. yeah. He's, he's more. He's tougher. Yeah. He's a better defender. Yeah, he is. That's true. I was trying to like. I don't think Pascal is. I don't know who. His shot. He jumps. It's funny. His shot looks decent. Just looks. Yeah. He jumps so f- far forward when he shoots it. It's just yeah. different looking. Oh, that's how they teach it at Nova. No. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking right now at Tankathon, their mock draft, and I'm looking at kind of the bottom of the draft and who I would, like Pascal, who I would take Pascal over. So the last pick they have the Kings taking, Sagaba Kanati. Yeah, the dude from West Virginia, I think the shot blocker. I yeah. yeah. CJ Massenberg, Josh Reeves, Kerwin Roach. This is bottom up. Yep. Simi Shitu. I'm like, I think I might take Pascal over Shitu. Right. Yeah, that oh, makes definitely. sense. Yeah. Ethan Happ's close, but I still think I like Pascal's athleticism. I'll take yeah. Pascal over Happ. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Happ's a great passer, but like he can't do much else. Like he, he was on the bench at the end of Wisconsin's games because of how bad of a foul shooter he was. Right. That, that's a major That was your best flag. player. Yeah. That's a major red flag. Yeah. That's not reassuring at all. But I don't know. I think, uh, I think the second round this year is really interesting. I think it's the, it's got a lot of potential guys. I mean, Daniel Gaffer from Arkansas is a guy a lot of people really like. I really like Lewis King from Oregon. I like him a lot. He was preseason top 10 too. Like he, People thought that it was there. Probably, still he's got, yeah. There. He's got good size. Can shoot it. If the Bulls took him, I would be totally happy. In the I like round. second round. That's a good upside for a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, especially because this draft is wings. Where do you think Jalen Light goes? Ooh, that's a good question. He got like a forty-four and a half inch vertical. I think I saw. He's off the charts athlete, but in the game, I just don't know. Like he, he's just it doesn't translate all the time. Is is my worry with that? Yeah. I, I would absolutely take a flyer on him in the second round. Yeah. You think he'll go second round? Yeah. I think Baisley and him will both go in the, go high in the second round. I could see somebody like a Golden State or a Houston gambling on him in the late first just because of the upside potential. I've been hearing a lot about Matisse going to Golden State in the first round. Because that, that would be fair. That would be fair. Uh, how much offensive value does Matisse provide, though? Like He's going to be a good defender. I think, I think that's going to he can develop an offensive game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I do. He's got the wingspan to stick on defense. Exactly. And he's, he's hard-nosed. Like, he had insane steal and block rates. He's pretty athletic. Yeah. And Washington just kind of let him run around as a free safety. Right. And in that, if you want to put him in that role on, like, the bench, like, that's... He could Especially thrive in there. That. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your Matisse-Tybal comparison? Yep. I, no, I, I, just, I just like it. I like that he came out early. Talking about Anthony Simmons, yeah, I like that. I, I'm not comparing Leck or anybody to him, but I just think it's a good thing for those guys to kind of get it if they're if you're good enough to get on the roster and play. Oh, absolutely. And like he, I think he had 30 something points in like their last regular season game. Yeah, but now I'm, they got, there's gonna be a lot of good young talent coming in the league. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the second round will be the most interesting. Yeah, maybe not this time. year, but the 2020 class is gonna be good. Oh my god, really good. Yeah, I um 2021 could be awesome too. Yeah. Wiseman's going to be so... I'm so excited for James Wiseman. Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to be... Do you like the Kevin Garnett comparison his coach gave him? No. Because that's a hard... That's comparing him to, like, a legend. Right. But he, he compared all of his guys to, to... But I do think he could be very, very good in the NBA. I yeah. really do. 
I mean, he's seven foot one. He can shoot. You know, he's obviously the best rebounder in the country last year for a reason. Like, I, I think he has a ton of. I mean, I don't think he's all smoke. I think the hype's there for a reason. I think he could be really special. No he's, ducking. His offensive game is already more advanced than most college centers. Right. He's and not, some of the pro centers. Like He's not a seam to beat by any means. Okay, like, he's not a seam to beat. That's all upside, no talent. I'm right excited there. to watch Memphis. Memphis is going to be oh, really God, fun. They're going to be so fun. They're going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Whew. So where do you guys... I know we were talking about finals, but now we're on draft talking. That's where, like, where my zone is right now since I have no skin in the game in the finals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Top tens. Top ten off the top of my head. Jeez. Do you want um, me to hand you my phone that is Tankathon up right sure, now? Sure. Just so make sure I don't forget anybody. Uh, number one, obviously Zion. What? Uh, obviously. Crazy. Obviously. You mean the next Blake Griffin is your number one? I mean, I'd take Blake Griffin number one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, you would. Multi-time all-star MVP candidate. Hell yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, That's your comparison, Blake Griffin? Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. I think a mix of like Blake and Julius Randle probably just because of Zion's size. Thank God you didn't say LeBron. Like God, no. no kid should ever be compared to LeBron until no, they. And they're, they're completely LeBron. different players, right? Like Zion, I mean, one Zion's shorter than LeBron, mm-hmm. but Zion's more of a center and LeBron's more of a point guard. Like mm-hmm. that's just not. Anyway, um, number two probably Ja. Yeah, three. I think one and two is pretty. Yeah. It won't happen this way in the draft, but I have Culver three, RJ four, Garland five. I think is how that goes. Uh, after that, it gets murky. Clark, Brandon Clark six for me. I'm really high. Whoa, on Brandon Clark. whoa, really whoa! On Brandon you are Clark. very high on Brandon. Very Clark. high on. Brandon why? Clark. Why do you like him so much? Just curious. I don't like Gonzaga players in the NBA. I don't know what it is. I don't like, like Rui. I don't like Rui. Do you like Sabonis? Did you like Sabonis in college? I did like the. I liked yeah. Sabonis. I was kind of hoping he would fall to the Celtics. That did you year, like Kelly Olynyk? No. no, I was kind of pissed when the Celtics drafted him. Some of their big guys have turned out to be okay, though. Like Zach like, Collins is Zach Collins yeah. looks like he's going to be. He has promise. I didn't like yeah. Dan Dickow. No, wasn't a fan. But Clark, his defense is just absolutely insane. And if you look at his numbers, he was putting up numbers on par with Zion. Like, yeah, I know against, he's a little older, but his he's got good touch on his shot, so there's reason to think against the three of us and two of our friends. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but, I mean, in the tournament, too, he still showed up. Like, he showed up against Texas Tech. Sure. But you think Brandon, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a low ceiling for a top six pick. I think he's very close to his ceiling. I don't. I think his shot comes along. Do you think he, okay. He's a good mid-range shooter, too. And he's got decent playmaking ability. He'll. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying that, like, when I watch him play and I see, like, some of the stuff he peeks in, like, he's great athletically. Mm-hmm. He is. But, like, there's some things I see as far as his skill set where I'm like, Yeah, right. Is this the, it looks like it could potentially be the best it's going to be. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he looks, yeah. Where was that? Was that six? six. Yeah, you Jeez. Um, Clark at six. Hunter probably at seven. DeAndre Hunter. Um, definitely not Cam Reddish, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Um, you might shock on this one too. Grant Williams at number eight. Um, because wow. I think he's an easy starter at power four. He's not going to be an all star probably by any means, but he's somebody you can rely on game in and game out. I sure. think at the next level. Um, Sekou. So I've watched a little bit of Sekou. I still have no idea what to think of him because like the athleticism is obviously there. Yeah, and like that's the first thing that jumps to me on when I watch a player's tape is. Does the athleticism translate toward the other skills and fuck to can catch up? Yeah. And I do think it does, but like there's sometimes when I watched him play and like he was definitely the best part on the court, but it looks like sometimes like his shot was way off and yeah. sometimes it didn't seem like he was like playing 100%, which I don't care that you don't play 100% every possession. No yeah. one does. And he's still 18. He won't be 19 until two days before Christmas. Right. So he's still really young. But like, you know, in that case, in that, like, if the Bulls end up with Seiko, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be honest. But if he ends up at, like, 10 or 11 to, like, Atlanta or even to Minnesota, I'm fine with that. Then, uh, see, that was nine, right? Eight. Eight? Crap. <laughs> um, no, DeAndre Hunter was... I think it was seven. Yeah, Hunter was seven, and then somebody else was eight. 
Grant Williams. Okay, that's right. So nine, yeah. And then Sekou at nine. Ten, I really don't know. That actually off my big board at home. I've been writing it out. I can't believe I'm seeing Bruno um, Fernando in the top ten. I see, I've seen him anywhere from top ten to second round. I don't understand that. The top 10. Yeah, so, okay, that's a great point. So, Bruno Fernando. Where who, the game's going, can he sh- can he shoot? No. no. I, was gonna, I don't think I, I remember, Smith I don't remember right him seeing him shoot Bruno at all. Fernando, probably. Like, when people do this, Mike, would you rather Bruno Fernando or Jackson Hayes? Jackson, Jackson Hayes. Hayes is top 10. I think I'll take him in, like. Right. So did you go, He's probably yeah. my number two center. Would shooter. you have Bruno Fernando or Bol Bol? Bol Bol. Bol Bol, because I'm, t- yeah. Would, would you have Bruno Fernando or PJ Washington? PJ. Right. Would you rather have Bruno Fernando or Goga? I don't still don't know how to say his last name, Bit Bitazzi. Yeah. I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. I, he's number ten on my board. I haven't seen a lot of Goga. 10. I just I cannot like believe Bruno Fernando is top. Yeah, top that's 10. wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't put him that high. So did you, did you round out your top ten? Yeah, that was my top ten. Gogo was number ten. Okay. So to, what was the recap? It was Zion, Ja, Culver, RJ, Garland, Clark, Hunter. Ah, shit, who's eight? Williams. I always forget Williams. Are you Sekou. sure he's in your top ten? <laughs> Seku and then Goga. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of Grant Williams' game going to be at the next level is kind of what it's going to be. I should he's trust you. do all the little things. All your stats you give me that I never think about. I'm like, yeah, he, I mean, you might have a point. So, like, you're saying that in this case here. So, like, this is just – obviously, this isn't going to shake out this way. Yeah. But right now, this has Utah at 23 taking Grant Williams. You think that's, a, that's the I ultimate steal? I think that's an absolute steal, yeah. Okay. Because in this draft, there's so many guys who might – be able to play. I'm starting to prioritize guys who actually can play. So first. that's fair. I won't go over my top ten, but I'll just say like four or five guys that I like that he necessarily didn't name that I think could be top ten. Well, I was gonna say Jackson Hayes. Yeah, I like his upside. I think he'll be. I would he, take him top he, ten. He's eleven on my board, just for the record. <laughs> he's outside the top ten. He's he is outside the top ten, but he is. He's and 11. Cincinnati kid. I'm. I, I like. Um, I like Kevin Porter a lot. Do you? I He's do. high risk, You're high reward. You're one of the reward. few people I've seen that really. Does. I like Kevin Porter a lot. I, yeah, just he like he just moves well. He just moves. He's fluid. I don't know. I think he's a I think he's a pure scorer. Do you like him better than Alexander Walker? I do. Okay. Giovanni had the Celtics drafting him at 22 in his mock, and I would have be so ecstatic if it went Nate down. Nate like just caught on, but Donnie's a Celtics fan. Yeah, Celtics. <laughs> Celtics. Fan. Yeah, so, okay. I, I work, he, he hangs out with me, but he's a Celtics fan. It's pretty brutal. Um, but I, I like I said I like Nikhil Alexander. Um, yeah, he's good. Terrence Mann, I, I see him going late. I like I think he's a high value pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you already mentioned Lewis King from Oregon. I think he has good potential. He's long, can shoot it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm on par with you guys for the most part. I've seen some talk. Cam Johnson. I've people were saying if he wasn't 23, if he was 19 or 20, he'd be a top 10 pick. I oh, his shooting ability is incredible. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, for a playoff team that needs a player now, I think he's a really good pick, especially if you're getting him in 20s or 30s. I mean, there were stretches where Carolina ran their offense through Kobe and Cam. Right. You know, if, like, they just took Nas out, basically. If Cam goes to the Warriors, that's... That's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> just more just shooting. stupid. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> but, I mean, truthfully, in the end of the first round, if you can get Cam Johnson at his age, mm-hmm. you know then you have him for at least four or five years. I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. A question. You said that if he was 19-ish, he might be a top 10 pick. If Brandon Clark was two or three years younger, where would you slot him? He'd, um, That's a good question. I yeah, know. I mean, it gives him more time to polish up his skill set um, if he's 19. Maybe, I'd probably have him, yeah. Probably boy, top 10. Boy, boy, yeah, top 10, probably. Yeah. Especially I, if he looks like he does now. My thing is just that... I mean, it's not like it's it, you know people used to say it's all the time about USC Maybe. quarterbacks they didn't transcribe to the pros and sure, but I don't think it was because of the system they played in college. I think it was just they weren't that good, right? And like some like Gonzaga, like you said, like other than two or three guys we've named, other than like John Stockton, Zach Collins, like <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not big on Brandon Clark. I'm just I'm not, not either. I, I love Clark. Take top 10. I, it just I'm not so much worried about his age. I'm not so much worried about a player's age. I used to be. It's just not anymore. It's more are they on a positive growth trajectory and Brandon Clark's growth over the past year and two has been absolutely insane. If you watch him at San Jose state, he's absolutely not the same player that he is at Gonzaga. He's just so much better and he's got great feel for the game too. What that came with probably sitting out for the year, but he, I just, I, you've heard all my Gonzaga. (laughs) 
I, I don't like Rui if that's any con- if that's any consolation. I don't I'm not a fan of Rui's game. I really don't. I mean, a little stiff. Yeah. And I just don't see where he slots in the NBA. Like, he's sure he's undersized, so I don't know. Yeah. He's peaked. What is he, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, yeah. I can't see, like, I'm sure he'll have a moment or two where he'll hit, like, do something cool. But, like, when I turn on, like, what I have next year with my Dynasty Fantasy Basketball League draft, I can't see myself at the end, even to fill a roster spot going, Rui. I wouldn't do Clark for that either because most of his impact is going to be defensive, though. Right. Anybody from Tennessee you think will, will have a good career or have a career in the league? I think Grant Williams is a possibility of being a good yeah. role player. I think okay. he'll be in there in the league a decade. Yeah. Okay, Grant. Okay. I really do like Admiral Schofield, but I don't know what his NBA projection is. Like, I, I he's probably going to go in the second round. I've seen more hype about Jordan Boone. Really? Yeah. He's a steady point guard. He doesn't turn the ball over. Point guard's so hard in this draft after Jaw and after Garland and after like because even Kobe White like if the Bulls take Kobe White, which I want them to. Um, you know, he's not going to be ready to play that offense right away. It's going to take no. him a year or two to get the hang of it. And after that, the next point guard is like Ty Jerome. Right. And yeah, the, we had this in conversation. In the mid to late 20s, yeah. We've, we've talked about yeah, this Yeah, and before. then after Ty Jerome, it's Carson Edwards, it's Shamori Pons, it's... Tell you what, Tremont Waters isn't going to get drafted, but I think he could be this draft's fan fleet. Oh. Okay. He's just, he's got a lot of the same... They're both undersized, but they're both steady... They take care of the ball. Tremont's really shoot. small. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not that athletic. He's, but he can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. No, he's, he's, yeah. he's tough. Hit, that'll translate. It's true. Okay, I wouldn't draft him, but I would absolutely try and... What about Tyler Harrell? I really like his shooting. I think and he, he got way better in defense throughout the season. Middle first round, I love him. If the Pacers get Tyler Harrell, I'm stoked for them. Kyle Guy or Tyler Harrell? Tyler Harrell. Tyler Harrell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if okay. I'd even take Guy in this draft. No. Or about Jerome. I would. I mean, if late first round. I'd yeah. take Jerome late first. I wouldn't use. I wouldn't want Boston in this. I don't know like, if I'd want Boston. I think Tyler Harrell's really good. I, I like Tyler Harrell I do a lot. too. Like, if I'm Cleveland and I want to back a point guard for Sexton, if I want to back a point guard for Sexton, I'm probably taking Ty Jerome. Oh, yeah. You I think that'd I mean? be good. Because Cleveland's got two first-round picks this year. Are you, you like yeah. Colin Sexton? I do. I do. I think really when you look at where he was beginning of the year and where he ended the year, like he definitely earned second-team all-rookie. And actually, Kyle Brandon, that works for us, that hosts Shot Collars, wrote a really good article on our website about Colin Sexton, like how he, how he improved. I liked him at Alabama just because he was super athletic and fun to watch. And I mean, that Villanova game in the tournament was awesome. Does yeah. Cole Anthony have, have a higher ceiling than... Yes. Colin Sexton. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Cole Anthony Nate. has all star okay. potential. Multi. You're big on Colin potential. Sexton. I didn't know how big you were. I'm not that big on Colin Sexton. Okay. I think Sexton can can survive. He he's good enough that he can point guard a playoff team. Yeah. I don't know if he can point guard a championship team, but yeah, he can absolutely like had LeBron team. stayed in Cleveland. I think he would have been shrunken a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Not to the extent that LeBron normally shrinks people, but I don't think he would have developed as much. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, he wouldn't have because he wouldn't have had the ball in his hands enough. LeBron probably would have traded him in February. You know, what sent I mean? him to the Lakers for <laughs> right. Rajon Rondo. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> oh man, that's coming up soon too. So yeah, actually, let's talk real quick about uh, the Brooklyn trade today. So Brooklyn, Alan Cramp was a good sign. 18 mil off the books now. Yeah. Not only do they get 18 mil off the books and they get a draft pick, so they clear up for have two, two max slots, they get a better player in the deal. Oh, yeah. Alan Crabb was a bad sign when it happened. And, yeah. But, no, they got uh, Tarion Prince. Yeah. And then they got a second-round pick, I think, as well, coming back mm-hmm. for two first-rounders. Yeah. So, like, I, I first when I saw the report, I just had seen they moved the Crabb contract. Plus and, two first-rounders. Right. And, the, and I was like, oh, cool. And I saw they got Tarion Prince with it, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. they made that deal? Is Tarion Prince like a better, younger Damari Carroll? I would say so. Yeah, okay. I think that's what his role would have been with Atlanta, is like, Damari Carroll on the, the Al Horford Hawks would have been like Tarion Prince on the Trey Young Hawks, probably. Yeah. Like, I looked at the, I'm pulling this up again real quick, because I had it on basketball reference, because I use their comparison tool religiously. Um, I've never, never used it. Oh, dude. You're gonna, I'll show it to you, and you're gonna go nuts. It's the coolest thing ever. So, let me let me pull this up real fast, and I'll talk in the mic while I do it, so people don't think I'm BSing. So one, Tarion's three year, two years younger, played two last seasons in the league, obviously. 
Uh, but here's the advanced numbers. And who? Crab. Okay. So value of replacement player, Crab's got a little bit of an edge. He has a point seven where Prince was an even zero. But everything else, like usage rate, Prince at a half over, a half percentage more, but was a more efficient, was a much more efficient player. But man, Vorp's the end all be all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, the, and plus the money. You know, Tarion Prince is going to make, absolutely. what, $7 million or something like that next year? Yeah, and uh, Crab's making, obviously, what was it? 18. 18, yeah. And I, that was I the first line in the Woj article was, the Brooklyn Nets proving Alan Crab and his $18 million contract. I guess this also indicates, too, that Atlanta's not going to pursue in free agency this year, which I didn't think they were going to, but it's kind of a clear signal, like, look, we're not going after any big names this year. Wait, why would it mean that? Because they, they got they, they got picked f- up an extra eleven mil in salary. Yeah, but they have like four first round picks or three first round picks now. Oh, they it. said they're going to keep signing. They've got no no okay but yeah they got a lot to deal though for a trade if they they've got five picks in this draft five pick yeah and wow. Woj laid the seeds when he said possibly for Cleveland's fifth pick. He put that in his, one of his last tweets about all the picks they had. He's like they oh, could man. possibly deal for Cleveland's fifth pick. It's like who do they take at that slot? DeAndre oh, Hunter. Hunter, he would fit really well. I mean, because Cleveland basically, all the reports I've read about Cleveland is they really want Barrett, but they don't think he's going to drop to them. No way. Yeah, I agree. I think if RJ even falls to like, LA, he goes there. I don't know how I feel about Barrett yet. I like him. I like him, but I don't necessarily buy the, the potential. Like, I don't think he's going to be some multi-time all-star, all-NBA caliber player. Yeah. Everyone said the same exact I, I, thing about James Harden. No, I except Barrett. Mm, Harden has the has like wiggle though. He gets away from defenders. I just don't know if I see that with Barrett. Like, I mean, who it, is it? The Devon? shot has to come along with Barrett. Sure. Otherwise, he's just a ball handler who can't shoot, and he's eating up high usage rates, having to go into the lane, and that clogs up everything else and makes it harder for everybody else. I'm not saying that he's James Harden. He's, by any no, means. he's not. Definitely no. not. No, James not. Harden's the best offensive player in basketball. No, he's not. No, no he's not. <laughs> he's not. That dude's name is Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Durant's not the pass for hardness. So I'm saying full offense. I'm not saying strictly scoring. Still crazy. I'm still taking Durant. Teammates at one point. Durant's the hardest hardest matchup. Well, Durant's the best player in the world. He's the hardest. That's what I'm, he's the hardest he's matchup in the league. I mean, Harden's top three. I think. Oh yeah, top three. Where are you putting LeBron though? A healthy LeBron. One or two. Two. Yeah. I mean, Probably, yeah. Ste- and then, I mean, Steph. I think people. Steph, I mean, Steph might be ahead of Harden. I don't know. Har- Harden's very good, but I. People yeah. forgot how good LeBron was this year because they had a bad year. Bad yeah, year. Le- and he was he still gross. Hurt. Oh, God. His offensive game might be better than it's ever been. Yeah. Especially that last Cleveland year. Yeah. It just he, defense. Yeah. It looks like he's not trying as much. He still plays off ball defense. I think he was a plus defender still this year. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. nuts? Yeah. For Kuzma pushing him into his guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't move as much, but I th- still think he's effective. Not nearly as effective, but he's still effective. Yeah. I mean, I would take Durant over any player in the world. Right now, absolutely. In general. But my point is being that, like, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think you're wrong at all. But I like the idea that with James Harden, even though he's probably going to shoot three for 37, he's probably still yeah. going to get me 12 assists in that game. I'll give you 12, 12 or 13 from the line or whatever. Yeah, that annoys the hell out of me. It gets so, yeah. He's not an entertaining player to watch. No, I don't turn on Rockets games. Like, I'm not. No. Especially when he's got a new logo. Yeah. <laughs> I like watching him go off, though. Oh, when oh, he's going yeah. off, yeah. But like, when he's going downhill on the pick and, uh, on, on pick and roll, and, like, the lob he throws, just you can't tell. Because he's, he's, got a, he's got a floater that looks the exact same as that lob. Yeah. He's, smooth, yeah. he's so smooth. Oh, but I agree. I, he's on track to be the second best shooting guard of all time statistically and I can't see myself looking up James Harden highlights after he retires like I just can't see myself sitting down and watching James Harden highlights when he's done so they say trajectory is to be better than Kobe Bryant statistically yeah he's on tell me more they just posted his (laughs) okay tell me more because I will use it with all my Kobe friends Tim's the man who figured out prime Wade statistically stacks up better than Kobe (laughs) (laughs) I did yeah I did figure that out you, yes. Sport reference is a great thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Someone posted Harden's highlights of at OKC, like his best dunks or whatever. And I don't know. I like I said, he's 
He's been, he's had so many posters. I feel like people. He's an underrated athlete too. Oh yeah, he's just not an explosive athlete. He's he's more smooth and can get up than he's gonna Russell Westbrook this thing. So let's get back to where we were with Brooklyn here. So we know what's gonna happen now, right? Like it seems to be like more than likely the writing on the wall is Kyrie Irving at least because it's two max slots. I don't think yeah. Kyrie Irving would be going to Brooklyn if he wasn't going if he was going alone. Especially after this whole year we just had with Boston, where we saw like when he needed to be the guy, he was awful oh. at it. And so, so what are you saying? Someone's going with him. I just who? don't know who. Bill Simmons has hinted that KD is interested in the Nets on his pod, which I could see, but I could also see Jimmy Butler going there. Jimmy Butler? Could you have Jimmy Butler and Kyrie in the same locker room though? They love each other. It'd be great. But KD is Kyrie's best friend. Like. That's because of one internet video we saw that everyone thinks that, right? I mean, Kyrie said it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It's inter- yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, that's for sure. It'll be, that'll be... if I mean, Because I know um, there's been reports that they want to play those two together, being Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell, and we've talked off-air, like, I don't think that's a great fit, necessarily. Um, not, so many reasons. More for Russell than Kyrie, because one of those guys, those guys are two ball-dominant guys who... Yeah. Really play isolation ball. At that point, you're telling one of those guys not to play isolation. Ball. Kyrie's not good off the ball. I, no, no, he's not. And he's not a catch and shoot player. Like he's a pull up off the dribble guy. He doesn't really know how to move off the ball. Like he no, no he's yeah. always had the ball. He's got the best handles in NBA history. Like teams want to use that. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's just chosen not to do it. But like in Boston, at least he would just pass and hang. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and obviously, when the year before LeBron got to Cleveland, he's playing with like. Dion waiters and guys like that so I will make sure I put this in before I go further when it was like up to him to really like win games for them and go down the stretch it seems like it was a struggle for him except for that one time they played the Lakers and him and Kobe just went at it his rookie like I think it was his second year yeah that was kind of the welcome to the league yeah that was type. like the okay this guy can play yeah and like is, Kyrie, is Kyrie the third best point guard in the league I have Dame and Curry for sure in that him. order <laughs> God, <no. laughs> Curry for sure the best point guard in the league for me. I think on track to arguably the, be the best of all time, but different conversation. So I've said many of times on this air network that truthfully and honestly, I'm not saying he's a better player, but if you use the basketball reference comparison tool I just told you about, you put Kemba Walker right next to Kyrie Irving, their numbers are extremely similar. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Uh, I'm still taking Kyrie. Yeah, I'm, I'm still taking Kyrie. Just for, I don't. Know. I like Kemba. I'll, Kemba, but people are really high on Kemba. I've, he's got a lot of freedom just to do because nobody cares. Like, there's no pressure on him. Like, other than to get buckets, like I don't. So that, like, you're that's saying... part of it. Being on a losing team, it's easier to put up numbers on a bad team than it is to put up good numbers on a good team. That's true. And there's more fair. people to take your shots. More people to take. Yeah, Just I mean anything. He, he's got Marvin Williams for the last like decade. Nicholas Batum. Got that contract. Jeremy Lamb. This guy. Cody Zeller. So you're fringe, saying that fringe like, guys are just fresh and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I don't deny that part at all, but I mean, someone's got to win games for them from time to time. Oh well, yeah, but at the same time, does he do this on a title team? Like, well, is he still this good? Are you saying is he the best player on the title team? Not necessarily, because Kyrie's not the best player on a title team. Right. So if okay, let's say let's say this. Let's say Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. Yeah. Like we got kind of all think it is. Yeah. And Katie still goes to New York, and Kemba goes to New York. You don't think it's as good? You don't think that's a possibility? I don't think it's do quite as good it. as if Kyrie goes. Sure, but you don't think Kyrie's it's a possibility like the perfect of... Robin, but. So, you, you don't think that's a good consolation prize? I think it's a great consolation. I was going to say like, Kemba's right. still an All Star. But it's just Kyrie is the perfect Robin to have. He takes, he gives you your main star breaks, and he does it at a ridiculously efficient rate. Until he wants to leave. Until he wants to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which He can promise a whole crowd he's going to stay, a whole arena full he's going to stay, and then just bolt. Well, that's not the first time he did that. Did you ever see that clip when he was in Cleveland, and the kid was like, are you going to leave us like LeBron did? <laughs> that was before LeBron came back, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, because when like LeBron came back, it was like he never left. Right, for real, it really, really was. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but now we're at the point where Brooklyn's got two max slots. 
Clippers got two max slots. Easy path to it. Yeah. Lakers have one plus the fourth pick yeah. in the draft. I think like Wendy had this all spelled out in yeah. the Knicks. In the Knicks, yeah. So with an inch, I mean that's a pretty deep free agent class too. Yeah. And can I say with everything that's come out with Porzingis, I'm really amazed that the Knicks got the haul they got just because the right yeah, he validation. Really seems like, he really seems like he sucks. The ACL and as a person. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. his his brother's probably not a good influence on him. But like just, like Derek Rose's brother. Yeah. Oh but, god. And the <laughs> but everything that's come out since the trade and that the Mavericks knew about it and they still got two first round picks. That's for a guy who's not guaranteed Cube. to come back. That's going to talk play for you. That's what gonna, do you mean he's not guaranteed to come back? He's a free agent. Oh, you just, okay. I yeah. thought you were talking about it's something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's just free agent. That's been a possibility. We've been talking about Kemba going there with Luca and. Porzingis. That'd be nasty. That'd be fun. That'd be so fun. Then, yeah. We I just, just I just know if Dennis Smith Jr. is the starting point guard for the Knicks lot next year, this is a failure. Yeah. What if they sign KD and trade for AD and Dennis Smith Jr. is just not in the deal? Then that's fine. But if next year he's your number two offensive option, then it, yeah. you're shit out of luck. Yeah. Because KD... So the point guards they have on their roster are what? Emmanuel Moutier. Nilakina. Nina Keen, they still have Trey Burke? Yep. Trey Burke and, and Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith Jr. That's terrible. And no, and Alonzo Trier. Yeah, but he's probably, yeah, he's probably the most exciting of the group. Yeah. That's crazy. I still yeah. probably count Trier as a two guard, though. I like Trier. So than a point guard. Because really, I mean, if you think about this year, Knox wasn't a bad pick. He kind of fit the slot he was taking. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson was way better than they thought he'd be. He was yeah. second Stud. team all rookie. Dotson's good. Dotson's good. You know, Trier ended up being a really good piece for them. Yeah. I mean, really, the Knicks, for all the dysfunction they are, that was a really good draft. And the, the, taking Porzingis ended up being a really good pick, too. So Yeah. I mean, the, the GM's been killing it since he took over. Like they're, And they're not going to panic this offseason. The, the word around it is that if they don't get the guys they want, they're not going to panic and sign bad money contracts. We'll see it. I'll believe it when it happens. Just right. because it happens so much. Well, it's like I said. So, like, they, <laughs> they expect they're going to get all these guys, and they're going to end up with R.J. Barrett, Jabari Parker, and Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Calling it. That's the same. same, Just as good as a Kyrie KD Zion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just as good. This still gets you... 80 wins in the East. <laughs> Going forward, who, who do you think are the two, um, m- m- let's say, most value picks last year in the draft? Like guys that outside of the top 10 that you thought were value picks? Okay, outside the top 10. Who went outside the top 10 last year? Mitchell Robinson's definitely, yeah, definitely on. on there. But uh, Yeah. Who, the second one is. Yeah. I got Kevin Horter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's really yeah. good. Spellman could, be, could fit that soon. He's Jimmy not as Hutchinson. good as. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> guys. Kidding. Still can't believe the Bulls promised him there, but you can't. You're talking it's, it's about packs, but yeah. Never yeah, mind. exactly. Never mind. Um, I don't know, man. The last year's draft class is just really, really good. Like I just, the names kind of start to run together. Yeah, because I mean the top ten alone. When Mike, when uh, Mo Bamba's your worst top ten pick, it's a pretty good and draft because of injuries. At right. That. Oh. Shea Gillis Alexander with 11th. Oh, he's he been really sneak, good. He did sneak outside there. Yeah. Yep. I still don't know why Jerome Robinson went 12th. No. And there's a lot of guys, too, that kind of didn't have the most prompt, like the best rookie years from that class. Landry Shamit. Yeah. That's another one. Shamit's just, yeah, I like Shamit a lot. Yeah, he's sick. But, like, there's a lot of guys that, like, got drafted in that, at the end of the lottery that I'm still pretty high on. I think Miles I, Bridges, I'm still high, can be a good NBA player. I still player. think he can be a good NBA player. Yeah. He seems to have the drive to get better and kind of knows where he needs to work on, so I have faith in him. You think Philadelphia regrets that trade? Markel? No, Shamit with Tobias. Oh, God. If he walks, totally. But I can't fault him. First round pick I can't fault them for... Two first? Yeah. They got the Miami and a Philly pick. That's a bad trade, I think. I can't necessarily fault them, though, for the chance of we want to have the most talent in the East. Because they were looking at a Milwaukee team that was... They had the most starting talent in the East. Right. They had no bench. Right. And that it hurt them, for sure. Yeah. But... Their other ball handler besides... I'm not going to be mad at Elton Brand for making that deal. No. Especially with the way fans say he was acting before he made the deals. Because they were yelling at him, like, Elton, get us some help. And he's like, I got you. Looking up at him. 
before he made that trade. Yeah, I, I I can't fault him for that. But yeah, it very well down the down the term could end up being really bad. I like Shane. Like before the trade, I was like he fits well with his team. Yeah, like him and Reddick were the guys that were getting shots. Coming Even when they the traded for Butler, I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. Yep. I'll say this one in the on the show on this real quick. Isn't it just perfect that Kyrie Irving is like looking like he's going to stand with the Brooklyn Nets when the Boston Celtics traded their last Brooklyn Net pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving? Eh, that doesn't sound that funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. I mean, we still got Tatum and Brown, so. Yeah, because Tatum was so much better second year than his first year. Wasn't Tatum he? needs to be an alpha dog and get a, the hell away from Kobe Bryant. That's all I'm saying. He needs to be the alpha, and he needs to not listen to Kobe. <laughs> he was like one of the least fun, really good players I've seen in person in the NBA. Tatum. Yeah, like I was not. I was like, cool. I'll go see Jason Tatum, and I watched him. I was like, this isn't that fun. No. No, I agree. I don't think he's. He was got a lot of smoke his his rookie year. Everybody was hyped on him. Yeah, it's not that I don't think he's, he's going to be fine. I, right. Jalen, but Jalen Brown might. I mean, he's. Yeah, he proved a he lot. He was really good this year. season. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah. do you want to trade Hayward? Yes. Like, if Cleveland calls you and they're like, hey, we'll give you this our late first round pick, and. Oh, if they're taking him for free? Basically, well, obviously, yeah. We're not getting any money back? Oh, hell yeah. But I'm trying to think I, of that, like. That and then, oh, yeah, okay. For a first round pick, that's easy. First round pick and Tristan Thompson. No. First Fuck round. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> no. no. That, that might have to be the deal. I'm not taking that deal. I'll give Hayward the chance to get back to where he was. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's actually debatable for a late first. I don't know, but for a, they're obviously not get, giving up the fifth pick for if, him. If right. you're giving me like 17, sure. Like, so I if think, you're Indiana, yeah, if you're Indiana, oh, so everybody's selling stock on Gordon Hayward. I, I I'm down a little bit. I'm down, but I'm not selling. Like if he comes out and he's still this bad next season, like a month into it, then yeah, probably. I'll he showed it. flashes though where he looked like he was. He yeah. did, and then and he the, went right Pacer, back. In the Pacers series, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's in Conseco. He's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Conseco anymore. It's uh, Banker's Life. But, yeah. yeah, he, like, walked into Banker's Life, and it was like it was like Butler all over again the Final Four. Yeah, I don't know. That team's just weird. Like, what's Horford do? I don't think he He's out. I think he out. I think he's out. He want, what did I he think... say recently in the media? He wants to be – he hasn't had a championship yet, and that's where he wants that's, – that's his goal. So, if... I don't – but he does like it in Boston. Like, sure, if he, he was the guy that like made it like fine. He was the guy that kept it together as much as he possibly could. Yeah. And he's a teammate. Like Jackie Mack was talking about one of the interviews she had with him, and she asked him like, you know, how was this stuff handled in the locker room? And he's like, you know, I can't talk about it. that's locker room stuff. And it's yeah. like knowing you have a teammate who's going to keep that stuff in the locker room is awesome. To have. And then you have Terry Rozier come out. He's like, I'll just burn this Fuck motherfucker down. He can go. He can go leave. He could go to he can go to L.A. for all I care. He can sign in Cleveland. I really don't care. He's talking about oh Gordon had more touches and Terry Rozier the second highest usage rate right. on the team. Well, their usage rate was like one point a point or something. Terry Rozier's numbers were very similar to Markel Fultz's. Like yeah, advanced no, Rozier was awful, and he's complaining about it. And he's like, he didn't. He's complaining about the role change, and it's like yeah. you didn't have to be terrible the entire year, right? No, you know, sorry, I, I've, I've got a lot of Rozier hate. For I, I know right you now. <laughs> So you like Marcus Smart more than Rozier? Oh, 100%. I yeah. want Smart to be in Boston his whole career. Marcus Smart. I like Marcus Smart, I too. I do, too. A, a lot of people I know are not big fans of him for whatever, but yeah. he's. I love Smart. I'm glad he stayed on such a... a I like the dudes that leave it all on the court. I like the dudes that like just have that much intensity. Oh, yeah. Like You can't be like, I really like Kevin Garnett because he was so intense and crazy. And then not like Marcus Smart. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Not that they're the same player. Garnett is literally one of the... 40, 50 greatest players of all time. One, arguably, the, not arguably, Duncan's got that locked up, but top two or three power forward all time. Mm. Arguably. I'm arguably. It's definite. I think Duncan's got one, Duncan one Malone. Up. Duncan Malone. I got Dirk one. over. I got Dirk over Garnett. That's why I said arguably. That's, Barkley. That, Barkley. I was going to say Barkley's got it, yeah. It's close. I, Kevin, I definitely have I got, I, I got Kevin McHale over him. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No. But no, uh, who was it? I was listening to Jackie, Jackie McMullen today on the one horse, and she said Mikhail's probably the best post score she's ever seen in her life. He had a Chinese menu full of post moves to score down there with. Yeah. Like, it was insane how many he had. True. No, Garnett's probably top four, five power yeah. forwards. 
I stick. I definitely stick with Malone. I definitely stick with Duncan. But there's also Dirk. Case, Dirk. Get, yeah, I'm taking Dirk. But there's also you... there's a case too where a lot of people talk about Duncan and they're like, no, he was a center. And like really, when David Robinson left, he kind of was. Hey, they would always put. They had a big next to him a lot. It was like Tiago Splitter. Yeah. Well, his name is Boris Diel mostly. And then it was also no, like Nazi Muhammad. Yeah. Like, or Boris Diel or they won a title with Nazi Muhammad starting for them. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Okay, how would you feel about Kevin Garnett, though, if he had shot, say, 38% from three on, like, five attempts a game? I love him. I mean, I love him now. I mean, like, would you have him for sure in, like, top three? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, he could shoot. He just yeah. couldn't shoot 50% from there, so he didn't want to shoot it. Right, which is fair. Because field goal percentage culture. Yeah. That was the early 2000s, basically. Yeah. He's got an MVP. I mean. Oh, yeah. You know. I think it was kind of cool that, like, I always love the story when they tell it when he, like, didn't want to leave Minnesota. How they basically had to be like, look, man, you have a chance to go on a title. Just go. Yeah. He's <laughs> Is that what, that's He's literally, like, so that when, they, when the trade happened, he had a no trade clause in Minnesota. Yeah. And, like, he literally was like, I'm not going to take this. Because originally, like, the year before, the Celtics had a deal to get him, and he said no. And then, um, so apparently, it was him... It was like Ty Lue and someone else was in the room, and they're like, "Dude, you gotta go. Like, this is Boston." Wasn't they... Ty Lue on their staff at that point? Or yeah. Like, is he after they traded for Garden? He was after. Okay. And they they, they just got Ray Allen like the same night, and was like, "You're gonna play with Ray. You're gonna have Paul. You've got a point guard. Like, go." Yeah. Obviously, it worked out. Sure. For sure, they won a title. I mean, how could you not with? And they went to seven games in another one. <laughs> Yeah, they should have won that one. Kendrick Perkins doesn't tear his ACL. Yeah. They were the best team in 09, too. They should have won that. I think they were the Stupid best team magic. in... Well, basically up to LeBron went to Miami. But like when they made that trade with OKC... Send Perkins out. And yeah. Nate. Yeah. And... That was kind of the end of it. Yeah. And then... They still got the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rondo took the heat to seven games. Like Yeah. Yeah. He was unbelievable in that series. He was ridiculous. But... Yeah. Well, we can go on and on with that bit of stuff, guys. Any final things we want to touch on before we get out of here? I don't know, man. I think we talked about quite a bit. <laughs> All right, game four. What do you have? What happens? Does Clay in or out? Clay's in. Clay's playing. The Warriors by two. I'll take... Oh man, I'll take yeah, I'll take Warriors. I'll take Warriors one hundred five to one hundred. I also take Golden State. I think Steph is going to have another like thirty point game, even with Clay out there. Yeah, you don't want to overuse. Oh no, the Warriors defense was really bad last game. Oh god, so, they were awful. They really did not bad. protect the rim at all. I mean, the Raptors got every shot they they wanted to get. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah like. In the first quarter, you saw because Kawhi missed that like point blank layup at the rim, and you're like, "Was anyone there?" Yeah, it's like, well, Dre's they were catching the interior defender, and he's being forced to guard the perimeter with Clay out, and it's like, well, who do you stick in the middle with Kevon Looney out? Bogut. No, yeah, it was the... you let McKinney guard Palgas or Marcus all down there. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, gentlemen, this was fun. We'll do it again soon. All right.